Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey. So we just wanted to let you guys know that the reason why we had to skip a week is actually because I evaded COVID for a long time, and then it got me. So just to make sure that everybody was good and safe, we quarantined um, for actually like a full, a long time, a long time, longer than the CDC said, because we think their rules, their new rules are confusing, mm-hmm. because just doesn't feel like five days is enough. So we quarantined for longer than five days. And because of that, we weren't able to record the podcast. And so I apologize. Jill apologizes. Wasn't really her fault, except for it kind of was. And this is where my husband told me to call you out, Jill. Oh. I really feel like I need to pull up the sound clip. One moment, please. Sound clip. Oh, 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 I know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. I was like, I thought it was going to be a, a vi- like a video of Darian like, being like, Jill sucks. <laughs> Jill sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, everybody. This is Jill's fault. Okay. Oh, Christmas already passed. We should have said Merry Christmas on the other one. Sorry. Is it New Year's? Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. And Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2022. Yeah. We'll see you in 2022. All right. Hopefully it's better than the last few years. So. Um, hopefully. So it wasn't better than the last couple of years. It's gotten predominantly worse. It's a lot worse. 2022 is not it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I really feel... Jewel said that I addressed this earlier today because I today's the first day I've seen her. And I was like, Jill, why do you have to do that? You like jinxed us. And she was like, I wasn't trying to jinx us. I was trying to manifest. <laughs> But she failed. I did. She I'm never failed, doing y'all. that again. Um, I'm not saying that you should never do that again, but <laughs> what was funny is my husband actually listens to the podcast, and so he listened to the episode while he was at home, and he just, like, busted out laughing. That's what I texted you about, but I didn't want to tell you why he was laughing until I could, like, tell you face-to-face. Just, like, he's laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> he started, like, laughing, like, really loud, which is abnormal for him. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, this is hilarious. And then he played it for me and he was like, ha ha, Jill. <laughs> My life sucks. We literally started, we literally started quarantine. Like, was it the first? I guess not. Was it? I don't know. New Year's Day, I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So on the first is when he listened to it. And on the first was when quarantine started. <laughs> so yeah, Saturday. Ugh, that's terrible. Yeah. So basically, we kind of blame Jill a little bit. I'll take that. Even though she didn't give us COVID, she jinxed us with COVID. So now everything's better, feeling good. Jill's feeling a little stuffy, but we've COVID tested the crap out of Jill, and she's coming up negative. So thank God for that. I mean, obviously, I was in quarantine, so I wouldn't have given it to you, but still, I don't know why. I just feel like I've given it to everybody, even though I haven't given it to anybody. That's just my personality. But now we're back together, and now things are going to be more regular, and we apologize for the gap. So we're going to get into it, and you guys are going to hear a new story. 
But what a way to start out a new year with our new microphones. We do have new microphones, and that was a good thing that's happened in 2022. And I'm very excited about that. The COVID, not excited. That was not it. No, but and we, this, we have a new podcast set up, too, with a table. We do have a new podcast set up. You guys can't see it, but we can. And there's beautiful wall art. And if you want to see it, you can check it out on TikTok, right? I'll post it on TikTok. You can post a picture of it on Instagram, too. Okay. I'll get a pic. Anyway... Just want to let you know, that's why we skipped a week. If you're like a diehard fan, which like, thank you for listening to our Mom podcast. Mom and Aunt Tina and Darian. <laughs> <laughs> and Eden. Okay. Oh, and Eden. I thought you said Ian. I was like, he doesn't listen. <laughs> She's calling our boyfriend. Anyway, um, we just want to let you guys know, and we're sorry for the gap, but we wanted to make sure that we took all the precautions necessary to protect everyone, and I definitely didn't want to spread any illness. So that is why we decided to take a week off. So I, just in general, I never know what the case is about except for in rare circumstances. So what will I be learning about today, Jill Jill? Okay, so um, this one I'm going to do another trigger warning for um, child sexual abuse and pedophilia uh, and kidnapping, abduction, child abduction. I don't know how to do that, but I do think that you do know this one because I feel like everybody has heard of this one. Okay. This is the story of Sean Hornbeck and Ben Ownby. I've never heard Are of you serious? Sean? I mean, Sean maybe when Hornbeck. you start telling me about it, I might recognize it, but the names themselves don't, like... If you've never heard of this one... Turn on light bulbs for me. I am going to be so flabbergasted. <laughs> because this was, like... This was the story of our time as children. Of our time as children? Yes. This was the story of, like, after this... I, you know what? I'm just going to go right into it. Okay. okay. I, I'm i sorry. You're probably going to be flabbergasted because I don't think I know of any stories from our childhood. Well, um, so this one takes place in Kirkwood, Missouri, about 45 minutes from us. I'm not sure if this reached national headlines, but I know it created so much fear and panic in our community that it's one I'll never forget seeing on the news when I was, I think, around like 11. Uh, however, in researching, I realized there was a lot of information and details that I had no idea about. So, let's start off on October 6, 2002, in Richwood, Missouri, about an hour from Kirkwood, when 11-year-old Sean Hornbeck was riding his bike to his friend's house, alone, about a half a mile from his home. Michael J. Devlin, who was about 37 at the time and worked at our local pizza place, it was Emo's for the St. Louis locals listening, Devlin was driving an older white pickup truck and used this to knock Sean off of his bike and kidnap him at gunpoint. Dear God. Still, even My, Michael Devlin doesn't ring a bell either. No. Oh my gosh, Heather. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> um, this is why we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because this one really shocked me that you've never heard of it. I mean, like I said, maybe I have, but so far, none of this sounds familiar. Well, I will say all of their names are engraved into my brain. So Well, I, then I probably haven't heard of it because none of these names are engraved in mine. Really? Okay. Well... Um, Devlin had been patrolling this area for months in search for a child to abduct. Devlin then took Sean back to his apartment in Kirkwood and tied him to a couch, duct taping his mouth and sexually abusing him. Devlin then decided to murder Sean by strangulation, but stopped when Sean managed to talk him out of it by promising to never tell anyone and to pose as Devlin's son or a family friend. And that's exactly what he did for nearly four and a half years. My gosh. Eventually, during this time, Sean gained Devlin's trust, and, and Devlin 
let Sean hang out with his friends, go on dates, and even get a cell phone at one point. He didn't attend school, and some may be wondering, just like with our last case on the Turpin family, it was out of fear. Devlin told Sean that if he left or told anyone that Devlin would hurt or even kill Sean's family and Sean himself. So he stayed in Devlin's apartment and during the sexual abuse. However, Sean's family never gave up looking for him, and on October 6th of 2006, which was the fourth anniversary of Sean's kidnapping, his parents created a foundation to help search for missing children called the Sean Hornbeck Foundation. This now brings us to 2007. Devlin began looking for another boy to kidnap because Sean was, quote, getting too old for the disgusting pedophile. That brings us to January 8th, when Devlin drove to Beaufort, Missouri, about an hour from Kirkwood, and kidnapped a 13-year-old boy named Ben Ownby from his bus stop with Sean in the vehicle with him. Luckily, nearby during the abduction, a 15-year-old named Mitchell Holtz, who was a pickup truck enthusiast, got a good look at Devlin's vehicle and identified it as a white 1991 Nissan pickup. This gave the FBI investigators a solid lead, and three days later, Kirkwood police arrived to Devlin's apartment building. They were there for an unrelated complaint. However, as they were leaving, Officer Gary Wagster noticed a white pickup matching the description to the one in the OMB kidnapping case. Right down to the rest. Then Officer Wagster and his partner, Officer Chris Nelson, saw Devlin taking out his trash and confronted him. They knew Devlin because the emos that he worked at was right around the corner from the station and they ate there very often. When confronting Devlin with questions, he refused to let them search his apartment. This obviously was extremely suspicious, and officers watched Devlin's building until the next day when investigators confronted him at his job, where he eventually confessed to kidnapping Ben. To their surprise, he also admitted to having Sean Hornbeck as well. And then they went to Devlin's apartment and rescued the boys. Now, I remember seeing pictures and videos of this on the news, and Gary Tolke, I don't know if I'm saying that right, sorry, um, (laughs) the Franklin County Sheriff, (laughs) yeah, I I probably should, like, Google how to say things, but I don't know if that would help. Made the announcement outside of his office in Union as cold rain fell. He said, quote, We have some good news for you and probably some unbelievable news. We located Ben this afternoon in the city of Kirkwood. We also located Sean Hornbeck, who was at the same residence. Both boys were then united with their families, and Devlin was taken to jail on October 10th, 2007, Devlin pleaded guilty to 71 counts in St. Louis County Circuit Court, the two counts of kidnapping and the 69 counts of forcible sodomy of Sean and Ben. He was then sentenced to 18 consecutive light sentences in St. Louis County. That's a lot of life sentences. Mm -hmm. He also pled guilty to the other charges at another hearing in Franklin County. Altogether, he got 74 life sentences, equivalent to about 170 years of federal time. What? Those don't add up. How many life sentences? 102? 70, 74. Se- oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. And that equals 140 years? Equivalent to 170 years of federal time. Okay, I clearly was not listening very well. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, he got 70 life sentences. He had... 18 consecutive life sentences in St. Louis County, and then he pled together, he pled guilty to other charges at Franklin County, and so all of the charges together equaled 74 life sentences. And 70, but, okay, that's fine. 
Is I that... just can't understand how 74 life sentences only equals less than 200 years. You know what I mean? Like... like I guess a life sentence in my head is like 70 years. So I'm just surprised that it equaled like so few years. If that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. A life sentence means a person is in prison for 15 years. So 72 times 15 does not equal 170, I don't think. My math might not always be mathin', but that math ain't mathin'. A life sentence is 15 years? Lives last longer than 15 years. Yeah, that doesn't. I just did a little math in my calculator and that was, it would be over a thousand years. Right, that's what I saw. <laughs> so I'm just not sure how how they mathed their math. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Okay, so yeah, I don't know where I got that. So scratch that. Um, altogether, he got 74 life sentences Plus 2,020 years on top of that. That equates to 4,240 years in prison. Okay, thank you. That makes a lot more sense. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, no, that's totally... I just was that like, was a good catch. That doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, I don't... I don't know where I got that from. Sean's mother, Pam Akers, said, quote, Today is the day my family has long awaited close to five years for. For sure. That's a long time. Right. I'm, I mean, it's like absolutely insane. And I wonder if their foundation's still going. It's not. It's not? No. Um, it's kind of sad. Right. Well, so she said that Devlin kept Sean from his family for a total of 1,558 days. Miserable days. She said, I felt the deepest loneliness and the most anger and the deepest loss and betrayal. Craig Akers, who was Sean's stepdad, said... Devlin tore an 11-year-old child from his family, destroyed his innocence, and attempted to end his life. He stole away so many of the wonderful life experiences a boy shares with his father. On January 12th, we brought home this scared shell of an 11-year-old boy wrapped in the body of a 15-year-old. We can now continue on with our healing, safe in our knowledge that this monster is caged and can hurt our family no more. Sean is now married and has a family. Unfortunately... Yeah. Unfortunately, in July of 2019, Craig, his stepfather, passed away from bladder cancer. His wife, Pam, said, quote, I'm hoping that maybe now Craig is up in heaven so that he can guide some other kids home and guide other parents through the same comfort because I know he's looking over all of them now. Sean's mother tried to continue with the work through the foundation that they started. She ultimately had to give it up because of the emotional toll it put on her mental health. Which is understandable. Yeah, you gotta put you first. Right. Um, I mean, hopefully in the time, I know that it was like a year or so in between when they started and when they found him, so hopefully in that time they were able to make a good difference. Well, and I know when I looked it up, it said that it had been changed to something else, like the shop. So maybe someone else was able to, like, carry it forward. Yeah, but it, it doesn't have any connection to them anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious, like... You had said that the police officers knew Michael mm-hmm. um, because they went to his emails. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? How do you just like interact with somebody who's like that crazy and like never notice? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just surprised. I think he was like a. I mean, obviously he was going to kill Sean, 
So I, I really think he's a sociopath. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard to wrap your head around that people, and I've said this before, that like people interact with these people all the time and they never know. Mm-hmm. Like it's this, that's the scariest part to me. Like I was listening to a podcast today and they talked a lot about instincts and how like humans don't tap into their instincts enough. And it's just like mind boggling to me that you and I could walk into a coffee shop and the barista could be a murderer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's right. crazy. And that's kind of like how these stories go a lot. Like it's just like a random person who like has a job and sometimes people are like, oh no, something was off. And sometimes people are like, I never would have guessed. Right. It's just hard to understand. Well, I know there's a statistic and I'm looking it up, but like you walk past like a murderer. Like I think, I don't remember because I don't want to say, but I think it's like statistically you'll walk past like three murderers. Now. In your life? In your lifetime. Oh, okay. But see, um, now a murderer doesn't necessarily mean a serial killer, which I think is why the number is like higher. I'm really glad that they found those boys. I do remember a story about there was a there was a boy that was missing for a long time, and then there was a second boy, and they found the second boy, and then they found the first boy. So I think it was this story. Yeah. But I didn't know their names. Well, okay. So on average, you'll walk past 36 murderers in your lifetime. 36? Now, I do want to say that that is murderers, not serial killers. So, for example, if somebody killed somebody in a car accident, consider, like, and they were, like, reckless driving, they're considered a murderer. Oh, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, they murdered somebody out of if you you know if you're murder to me is like murder. Well, like this, not this like would manslaughter, be like serial I mean? killer type stuff. You know, yeah. Um, thirty six, Jill. I have to say, I love you with all my heart, but you are horrible at numbers. Yes. Because the one time you were like, she spent $800 on this Christmas tree, <laughs> and it was $200. And now it's 36 and you told me it was three. Those well, I got are not one same. number, right? I got three. You did pull one of the numbers. So, but um, that was just a statistic I read a long time ago. No, that's uh, crazy. But it's actually funny that you said that because when um, one of our friends, Caitlin, when we were little, we used to watch... We used to have sleepovers when we would watch the True Crime Network or something. I don't know what it was. And they had, like, a show that was called, like, Childhood Best Friend Murderers or something. And, like, it would be, like, cases of, like, kids and they got, like, murdered by their best friend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, like, it would, like, As children or, like, when they were adults? Some of them were children. Oh, my God. Right. Even, like... It's hard for me to wrap my head around children being murderers as well. We'll talk about one of those. Oh, this is scary. I'm going to write down a new case because I just thought of one that I know you probably haven't heard of. But Well, don't tell me because you like to be a secret. Yeah. um, But we would, like, be tripped out. And it's kind of, like, true. Like, I'm sure Michael – well, obviously, Michael Devlin had friends. Pam Hub had friends. Not that Michael Devlin's a serial killer that we know of. But – But he literally – had a boy in his home for years literally and multiple and it just i mean he was going to be a killer too but it's just crazy that you could literally be friends with somebody like that and then the shock of finding out that also sorry Hmm. continuing on what you're saying his friends came over it sounded like in the story like he said that um i forgot his name already sean 
Sean. Sean. Sean had gained Michael's trust, and so Michael would allow him to be there and, like, hang out with his friends. So that makes it sound like his friends, like, came over to his house, and they were never like, hey, where'd this guy come from? No. Nobody was like, who's this boy? He told them that he was, like, a family friend. And he just lived with him even though he was a child? Right. Well, I don't know necessarily for a fact, but I assume it was something like his parents... Now I have to be skeptical of anybody who ever acquires a child. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, he probably said something along the lines of like, oh, he's like a family friend and his parents are falling on hard times. I'm not sure, but I assume you would have to make up something like that to randomly just acquire a, a child. Right. But, um... Just another thought to have. That your right. friends wouldn't be like, what's going on? Right. And um, as for Ben, the latest update is from a year after his kidnapping. His parents said he's just trying to have a normal life. I did find one article from 2017 that said a retired sheriff who worked on his case told a paper. Ownby, who's 23 at the time, lives and attends school in the St. Louis area. He said, quote, he's doing really well. He's into video production and has shown me some of his work. End quote. I found him on Facebook, and we have some mutual friends, but overall he seems to be go- doing good. I wish both of these men the best in life. I cannot imagine what it must have been like. Yeah, 100%. And I cannot believe that you did Like, you say you might have heard it, but, like, this is the one for me. I don't know the... I didn't know their names for sure. This is the one for me, like, that my parents were like, hey, like, sat me down and had, like, the child abduction talk, like... I think my parents didn't have to have that talk with me because I've literally been afraid of it. My first memory of being afraid of being kidnapped was when I was three years old. And I still remember being afraid. Nobody came to my house to kidnap me that I'm aware of. But I remember, like, I don't have a lot of memories when I was really little. I have, Mm -hmm. like, a couple. And, like, honestly, the ages are blurry, obviously. But from a very young age, I've been petrified of being kidnapped. But... I don't think, they probably just didn't tell me because they were like, she's scared enough. Right, she's not. <laughs> well, and I will say. We don't need to frighten her. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, this wasn't even one of those, like, you know, hey, kid, you want some candy? Those, like, he hit him with his car. Um, yeah, well, how did he get the second kid? I know the first kid, he was riding his bike and he hit him with his car, but. I believe they, they were both at gunpoint. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it might have been that. I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to say necessarily i know he had a gun but you also have to understand that sean was in the vehicle with him and as horrible as that sounds a lot of traffickers will use children to abduct other children because oh i see what you're saying yeah like if you're like oh well he has it like a kid, i think so i just assumed gonna... he was at home no he was he was in the vehicle not his home obviously the kidnapper's home right he was in the vehicle with him and i remember that there was a lot of um controversy around sean because he did stay there with him and people were like well he had a cell phone like can you just leave or he had social media blah 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 and it's like he literally was terrified for his life so and also i will say did he i'm sorry no did he use his name the whole time or did he have a I think he had a fake name. Fake name? Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, but I will say I think he changed his name because I believe I found him on Facebook too and we have some mutual friends, which I don't blame him. I would change my name too. Yeah. Because people are going to poke and prod. Right. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I think I have heard the story, but I did not know their names. And I did not know that it was here. 
Mm -hmm. had no idea it was close. But I do remember that story. Or at least a similar story, which hopefully that hasn't happened more than once. Right. Yeah, but this was... I feel like my faith in that is diminishing week by week with the pod. It's going to get worse. (laughs) I know. Every week goes by, I'm like, another person was crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Another person? But that's okay. I'm learning. Yeah, and I really, I mean... I tell a lot of people about these stories. You would be proud. Really? I even talked to my dad about them. And my dad was like, we know people connected to some of those cases. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you didn't know about that? You guys don't talk about true crime at Christmas? We don't talk about true crime at Christmas. <laughs> my dad's very frightened of true crime. Whenever I told him that we had a true crime podcast, at first he was like, you have a podcast? That's so cool. What's the name of it? And I was like, oh, um, it's called Murder and Misery. And he was like murder and misery and i was like yeah it's true crime i don't think you'd like it and he was like yeah i don't think i would like it either he's a little bit spooked out by all of it which i'm not gonna say that i'm not because sometimes i am but so far i've been okay i'll let you know if my mental health takes a turn well yeah and i try to like sprinkle not that any of these cases are lighthearted, but i try to sprinkle in some like happy endings with I will I love the happy endings. Yeah. That's my favorite part. I mean, don't get me wrong, there technically is no happy endings, but I try to 100%. Sp- sprinkle. Yeah, we we don't understand, but we realize that like people's lives have been changed forever mm-hmm. when they're a part of these cases, but it is easier for me to go home and not be terrified when I know that there's been some sort of resolution. And thank God that Michael guy Listen, 4,000 years in prison, that's a long time. I'm surprised he didn't off himself in prison. Jesus Christ, Jillian. Well, I'm, I'm just... Thing to say. I'm just saying, only... I'm only saying that because... Um, sorry. I'm only saying that because this was, like, a national case, and it was on the news everywhere, and we know very much how people in prison do not like pedophiles. Yeah, they don't. And so I'm surprised he's not murdered. Or I'm surprised himself. he isn't murdered. But I had said something about um, Sean, people like being confused as to why he never left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I do want to say that, like our other cases, he was threatened literally with his life and his family's life, and also um, they never said anything. But yeah, but Stockholm syndrome is a very real thing. So. that's hard to talk about it's hard to think about too like do you think that he cared about him because that's what i understand stockholm syndrome is oh well that's the thing we don't really know but there had to have been some sort of connection whatever it may be i mean he was with him every day for nearly five years yeah that's crazy but i hope it's hard to think about yeah i hope this case um hopefully gives people some hope though i mean I feel like after the first couple months, people lose a lot of hope. For sure. I'm sure even after the first week. Oh, yeah. It's got to be really hard. Right. So hopefully, you know, we can have a lot more cases end up like this. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right. And obviously, I don't want anybody to be kidnapped. And like, that's horrific. But I'm so glad that he got to see his family again. And I'm glad that his family got to see him. And I'm really glad that his family got to see him before... You said it was his stepdad that ended up passing away? Yeah, but it seemed like his stepdad was really like his... His dad. Right. So I'm so glad that they got reunited. Mm-hmm. They were able to have some time together. Right. So um, 
If you have any suggestions, we've gotten quite a few suggestions for cases. Jill is a little worker bee over there. I mean, I know that I do a lot of work with, like, editing, but I feel like she's got her work cut out for her because lots of people are requesting a lot of things. So if you got one in mind, you better send it over. <laughs> but, yeah, we... I have a lot of free time, so it's not too bad. Heather's the one that makes it sound all good because it wouldn't be nothing without her microphones and her editing skills <laughs> and her commentary. Whatever. Okay. Well, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a few others if you have other platforms that you prefer to listen on. You might as well give us a search. If you can't find us on a platform that you like, Shoot us a message on Instagram and I can try to get it there. Um, Otherwise, you can follow us on our Instagram or our TikToks. Um, We hope everybody, I don't even want to say, is having a better year. I hope you're having a better year than we are. Listen, I really hope you're having a better year than we are. Yeah. As always, we will include our references in our show notes and you can find those wherever you're listening. And if you are looking for our TikTok or Instagram, our handle is murder and misery, all one word. So we will see you back here next Thursday. We promise we'll be back next Thursday with another episode. All right. Bye. Bye.